Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Whilst you're standing, Galatians 5.22 Galatians 5.22 Please keep standing Galatians 5.22 Alright, let's read together We'll stop here We're not going to verse 23 Alright, let's read together I want to go The first thing he says is that the fruit of the Spirit. He doesn't say the fruit of you first. These attributes are of the Spirit first. You know, many people read it and they say, Oh, Lord, make me, you know, long suffering. It's not your fruits. It is of the Spirit. So, he is long-suffering towards you. That is, his, um, his stickability with you. It's forever. He's of the Spirit. It's not of you. So, chill first. It is after you've been taught about the fruit that is of the Spirit. That he now, you understand? Now comes out of you. It is only yours because it is His. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not yours because you walk it. No. It's yours because it's first His. And by extension, what is His is mine. So you rest. Why not? Why not rest? <laughs> Do you understand? There's a difference between me producing it and it flowing through me. You know, the, the expectations are different. Do you understand? That I produce it is harder than I allow it to flow through me. For it to flow through me is easier. Do you understand? Than, okay, now let's produce it. Produce the crude oil. No, this one is, it's being produced. Somebody has gone through all the rigors of putting it together, refining, doing all of that. And it just comes to me. And now all I'm allowed to do is just flow through me. This is easier. It's of this spirit. Let's read again. Want to go? Stop. Whose fruit? Uh-huh. You have to rest in that truth first. People are too eager, too quick. Lord, it's my fruit. It's my fruit. Chill. It's first his. And you know, bankrupt hearts, if not sat down to be taught, they like, I'm going to produce love today. I'm going to produce love. Relax. First know how much he loves you. So there's a lot to teach tonight. Lord, we give you thanks. It's a joy meeting tonight. And Lord, we hold on to your words. The words you have said. 
Concerning everyone in this meeting, we hold on to them. We hold on to them. We hold on to them. Glory to God. Can I tell you what I see? I see that the land is greener. The land is greener. Ah. The land. Lush green, sir. It's not just ordinary. I see green. And you know, when you see green like that, thank you, precious Holy Spirit, it speaks at the surge of power flowing through me. It's not this AC. When you see green like that, one of the things that comes to your mind is peace. For the one who sees the land as green, there is rest and peace. You're not under the toil and struggling of everybody else. You're at peace. Praise the Lord. Are you ready tonight? If you're ready, give the Lord a shout of praise. Please be seated. Please be seated. Welcome to church. God bless you. Hallelujah forevermore. By the time this meeting is over, you are going to be dancing, singing, rejoicing, shouting. Because suddenly you will see that the city is yours. The systems of this world, they are subject to you. And we say amen. Okay, so, um, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, from verse 8 to 9. Give me the King James. We're teaching the episode, Habits of Joy. And... It's important that I say certain things in that regard. <clears throat> Hebrews 13, from verse 8 to 9. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 19. It says, be not carried away, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. Or with every wind of doctrine. I want you to read that part and I want you to highlight it if you can. Let's read for it is a what? A good thing that the heart be established with what? Read that again. Read it together. Want to go? For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Not with what? Meats. Now... Um, not with meats actually speaks about the law. Because meats and all that has to do with the requirements of the law. So it's a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied with it. So those who have been occupied with the law have not profited from the law. You see my point? Those who are occupied with the law are not profiting from the law. So he also presupposes then that those who are occupied with grace will be profited by grace. True or false? So if your heart is being established with grace and not with meat, 
and he's telling you that meat does not profit, it also tells you by inference or whatever that grace would profit you. Meaning, it is a good thing that you stay with this gospel. It's a good thing. Somebody say it's a good thing. Oh, say it again. Say it's a good thing. Now, doctrine, it says, do not be carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. Why? For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Write this down. Doctrine is very important. Doctrine is very important. Doctrine is important because it is the way of faith that determines what we believe, which also determines what we experience. Why is doctrine important? Doctrine is the way of faith that determines what we believe, which also determines what we experience. I want to say it again. It's a good thing that your heart be established with, with the gospel of grace. You know, there are many people seated here, and the, the Lord actually said this, that there are some of you in this service today, that there's been a troubling on your heart to make this your local church. You come and you go, you come and you go, but the Lord has been speaking to you to make it your local church. You better just listen. Now, I'm not telling you, I mean, <laughs> I've already seen that the Blueprint Church is to the ends of the earth. I tell you, that's something to rejoice about. We are such an oak tree here. The kind of housing we'll be giving to people, when I say we're a covering for nations, actually is transgenerational, right? It's transgenerational. We meet the young, we meet the old, everybody finds shelter here. So enjoy this togetherness while it lasts because soon we won't have this I know you you know me hey, hello uh, it will be such a mega church ah uh, you're not see he does you know at some point look let me let me give you an example when Jesus was saying he was going to die did it matter if people say amen or not no, sir. he had seen it <laughs> yes I say if you like say amen it won't change the fact that Jesus was going to die be buried and rise again by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know why? He had seen it. It's not everybody you need to validate the dream. See it. If you see it is enough. Somehow they will come around. Glory to God. There are many things I'll be saying tonight by prophecy. Many things, many things. I'm so drunk. I'm just trying to be normal. I'm serious. I'm just literally trying to be normal, but I'm drunk. So, it says the good thing for your heart to be established with grace. Now, why, why is it a good thing? There are many people who go to all kinds of places. They go to the prophet house. They go to the, you know, to the tomorrow, during the week, they are somewhere. Then they hear something else. Your sins have found you out. Then they go to another place on Friday night. And the, the man is wearing white, white, white garments. Not white that is celestial. Boy, that's why he just comes out. Alright? And then he starts to talk. Something in your father's house. Then they come to Blueprint on Sunday and they hear your sins are forgiven. So they are wondering, which one should I take? Stay, stay. Stick. Do you understand? 
stop jumping up and down. The idea, really, is not that the believer will be going about in search of solutions. The idea is that the believer is the corporate headquarters of distribution of solutions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, stay, stay. So, doctrine is important because it is the way of faith that determines what we believe. And which also determines what we experience. A precious preacher put it like this. There are four words. Behold, write it down. Behold, believe, become, begot. What we keep beholding is going to determine what we believe. And what we are believing is going to determine what we become. And what we become is going to determine what we give birth to, what we begot, what we give birth to. Begot is an old English word, like born. You give birth to something. So it's behold, believe, become, and then you, you give birth to. So what you are beholding is going to, you know, is going to influence or is going to determine what you are going to believe. And what you are going to believe is going to determine what you become. And what you become is going to determine what you give birth to. Praise God. Doctrine determines the behavior of people. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Doctrine determines the behavior of people. And the person that actually controls your life huh, is not a prophet, but your teacher. That's why Jesus never called himself, even though he was a prophet, he never called himself a prophet. He called himself, you know, he was called rabbi, teacher, teacher, teacher. Because whoever has your ears has your life. So God will set you under teaching ministries so that you can receive doctrine and so that you can be established by truth. Are you hear what I'm saying? That's the reason why you are not, you're not actually meant to be looking in, in teaching the prophetic is demonstrated. In teaching the healing is demonstrated. In teaching the workings of miracles are demonstrated. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If I am a prophet, eh? Oh, this is not the conversation. But it's called the distributions of the Spirit. Alright? The distributions of the Spirit. The, the root for distributions of the Spirit is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the root. So if I come into your meeting, uh, and I listen to you teach, and you are not founded on the death, burial, and resurrection, I don't care how many cripple walk. I don't care how many blind I see. The trust of the ministry is the message, not signs and wonders. Now, as a baby, you might start with signs and wonders. But it must be founded on the truth, the gospel. You know why it's not signs and wonders? Huh? Do you know why? Can I tell you why? Okay. The reason why it's not is that, do you know that if Jesus came and did all the miracles, opened blind eyes, you know, did everything, and never went to that cross, you know that we, can't, we would never be able to say it is finished. Hey, church, talk to me. You and I will never be able to say, it is finished and my sins are forgiven. You'll never be able to say that. He did all the miracles, but he never went to that cross. 
It's not finished. Here's another reason why it's important. Huh? The reason why it's important is that anybody, any magician can make blind eyes to open. That's not the proof. These signs follow us that believe. What do we believe? The truth. Oh, you didn't hear that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The signs follow us that believe what? The truth. What is the truth? Christ died for my sins. He was buried for my sins. He rose again. These signs follow us. We don't run after them. They follow us. Wow. Yes, sir. A true ministry of the gospel does not deny the miraculous. But the emphasis is not on the miraculous. The emphasis is on the message. Then the miraculous follows easily. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. So this that we're talking about here is that it is good. And I don't know why we're starting on this note. What you believe is going to determine what you, what you um, behold. It's going to determine what you believe. What you believe is going to determine what you become. And what you become is going to determine what you give birth to. Doctrine is a way of faith. So some people will be sitting there and say, if only that day never happened. It was since that day, that day, it was since that day that my life turned upside down. What is the day? The day I made the mistake of sleeping with that guy. That condemnation for many is the root of sickness, failure, timidity, fear. You know what? They have glorified one day above the other. Guess what? There is another day that you should know about. It happened 2,000 years ago. Are you hearing me? Where someone, for your sake, took your place and went to the cross. If you meditate on that day, condemnation will fly away. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. So it is a good thing that your heart is established on grace. You're not tossed about here and there. Today you hear God is, God is happy with you. Tomorrow you hear God is angry with you. To, today you hear your sins are forgiven. Tomorrow, tomorrow you hear that there is something in your father's house. The day you hear, you know, um, life is, life, you're walking on easy. Then tomorrow you hear another thing. And then you're confused. Stay with the gospel. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay with the gospel. Turn to them, say, stay with the gospel. Put that thing on. It says that it's a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, not with ordinances, not with traditions, but with grace. What it means is that, listen, if it says the good thing that the heart be established with grace, is your heart not part of your life? So it means that your life can be established. What it means is that a person can, you know when they say, ah, this guy is made, he's established. A person can be established. That is, every aspect of your life finds expression because you have stood on grace ground. You do well as a father. You do well as a husband. You do well in the office. You do well in business. You do well in, in enterprise. You do well in everything because the foundation is on the gospel of grace. You're not saying amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all encompassing. It is... It's a good thing for the heart to be established. And if the heart is established on the gospel, every other facet of life 
He comes as established in the gospel. Habits of joy. Episode title, Habits of Joy. Galatians 5 and verse 22, you would see what we are starting with today. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. I want you to notice the order. Because it's actually very important. And we'll get to it as we go on. Please write this down as we begin. Joy will take you further. Joy will take you further. Now, this is actually not my connotation or it is not my idea. This is the idea of a whiskey selling company called Johnny Walker. So, please just don't mind that stuff. Pay attention. All right? This, how many of you saw the joy will take you further advertisement from Johnny Walker? Yeah, joy will take you further. Now, when I, when I saw that stuff, this guy is, thank you. See, I just had to look. <laughs> it's okay. Now, <laughs> now when, 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 I, when, I, when I saw that stuff, you know, and um, I think um, Don Jazzy was, a, was an ambassador, a brand ambassador for them. When I saw it, I said to myself, wait a minute, something is happening here. The world is beginning to borrow the church's language. Look, it's good that that was not a church program. It's good that it was a whiskey company. Starting out by saying that joy will take you further. What it means is that they, are, they were saying in, 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 in advertently, right, that if you take our whiskey, okay, this whiskey will turn you into joy. And as you rejoice, you will go further. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. It was a brand that was, I, I was reading up about it yesterday night before I slept. It was, a, it was an advertisement that was released in over... Um, how many nations at the same time? It cost them over 350 million U.S. dollars. They simultaneously released this promo all around the world at the same time. As it was launching in Nigeria, it was launching everywhere else in the world. And what a premise. What a premise. What an audacity. That when we take whiskey, joy will take us further. You know... Scripture gives us the idea that as the close of the age comes, the eyes of the world will begin to be open to spiritual truth. They may not come to agree with you that I agree. But guess what? Inside, they are beginning to buy into our narrative. And they are now using it to sell their own fake products. We all know by, by, by medical whatever that when you take you know, all of these alcohol and stuff. It damages your liver, it damages your kidney, it damages stuff. But they are telling you that joy will take you further. 
Guess what? They are actually announcing something that is true. It's just that it is not whiskey. It is the Holy Ghost. Scripture says, do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Then you now go to see that the fruit of the Spirit is joy. And joy will take you further. I've been telling you guys some very strange things. You know, many times when churches become big and all that, they now start listening to the pastor's message. They say, ah, this guy has been saying this since that time. I'm telling you, I've been saying some strange things in this series. I told you on Wednesday that there are many times that, I'm listening, you don't need more than one thing to make it in life. One. You know, the problem with many people is they're looking for many things to hold on to. Let's grab, let's grab, let's grab. Ah, if this one will work, then this one will work. You understand? If this one doesn't work, then that one will work. Let's just hold ourselves where. So I day my day, you day your day. One thing is needful. So joy will take you further. I want that thing to register in your spirit. Joy will take you further. Write this down, please. Joy is a catalyst for progress. This, again, is not my idea. This was the same whiskey's idea. But it's true. It's true for us. Joy is a catalyst for progress. Joy is a catalyst for progress. Joy is necessary for progress. Joy allows you to experience progress. Allows you to experience progress. Now, the good thing about joy is that joy always equals the amount of God's mind that you live in. Joy is equal to God's mind. Please write that down. So important. Joy is equal to God's mind. What am I saying with this? What I'm saying is that if a man or a lady will make it a habit to live in God's mind, there is no way you can successfully live in God's mind and not have joy. I'm saying, don't many believers, hello church, many believers take vacations into the mind of God. You know, they vacate into the mind of God. Let me tell you how they vacate into the mind of God. What they call morning devotion. Is vacation into the mind of God. And then when they vacate into the mind of God and they do that 30 minutes of morning devotion, they come out and, in fact, how can you do How can you do morning devotion and then when you come out, you're getting ready to go and hustle? You didn't do devotion. What you did was a re- religious ritual. So, see, you say, you say uh, you, you know, I just had my quiet time. I just had my quiet time. Then, immediately you had your quiet time. The next thing, your brother calls you or your sister calls you from church. Uh, yeah, so how is today going? Oh, the hustle begins. Or as you're washing your face, then you say, Oluwa, Oluwa, bless my hustle. No, no, no. See, let me tell you, sweetheart. Let me tell you. You know where you visited? You visited religion. You didn't visit the mind of God. If you stayed in God's mind, he will tell you you're not on their level. That as he is, 
So are you in this world. You're not going out to go and start to try to struggle with everybody else. And no, 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 no. We are not on the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not on the same level. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Stop doing religion. Or at least accept to yourself. What I just finished is my religious ritual. See, when you live in God's mind, He's clearly showing you. You know, whenever you, whenever you see God talking, whenever you hear God talking, you would be forced to think. Okay, for example, he starts to talk to Mary. <laughs> that you will not need a man, but you would conceive and have his child. And his name will be called Jesus. And he will save the people from their sins. You will not be it will not happen through the agency of a human sperm. Ah. Then the lady now said, How shall these things be? <laughs> because God, when you live in His mind, He will show you that He is the protocol breaker. He'll show you. That, like we always think, anything is possible. Let me tell you, what God was saying is what medicine finally found out. God was the first person to do IVF. <laughs> you understand? Science always catches up with God. God doesn't catch up with science. So what he's saying is, I'm not bound, I'm not limited. You understand? I'm not limited by the things that limit you. I, I, don't, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not restricted by the things that restrict you. Live in God's mind. If you live in God's mind, that's when you're going to say that it is possible for Moses to hit a rock. Actually, it was, it was Moses, Moses did not listen to instruction. He was told to speak to the rock. And the and waters will gush out. So just imagine now that you say, "I have a God who water will gush out from this." So, hey, you bring out water. You know, when people think you, God told Moses, "Speak to the rock." So the first thing is, what's the collaboration? What's the connection between speaking to the rock and water gushing out? Now listen, it is not that water gushed out; it is that water gushed out enough to satisfy a nation. Oh, you don't understand. There were more than one million people that drank from that water. If they told you to go and look for where to bring that water, will you be looking at rock? <laughs> say, God is not a man. Oh, I want you to say that loud. Say, God is not a man. Okay, let me give you another idea. <laughs> so, it's five loaves and two fish that we can see. Five loaves and two fish that the Bible says a little boy was about to eat. Ah, and he now put it in the hands of Jesus. Suddenly, five loaves and two fish can now feed 5,000. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? They came to Jesus and said, you know, we have no money. And Jesus said, you know what, go to that, go to that sea. Put the hook. The first fish you get, you find a coin in his mouth. Take it. 
and go and pay the taxes. Ah, live in God's mind. Live in God's mind. Do you, have, you, have you thought about the miracle? Have you thought about the miracle that someone would die and be buried? And then after three days, they will rise again. And then that death will be redemption for the entire world. Live in God's mind. You, you're a medical doctor. Can you explain how somebody would have died and was buried, wrapped in swat, wrapped in grave clothes, and buried for four days, and then he's beginning to smell. And then Jesus still had the audacity to go and stand in front of his tomb and say, Lazarus, comfort. You read it, but you don't understand how, how audacious it is. Somebody has died. He didn't faint. He died. And then you still have the audacity to go and stand and say, Lazarus, could live in his mind. Live in his mind. Live in God's mind. See, eh, if you successfully live in God's mind, the things that make other people cry, you'll be seeing way out. You'll be seeing way out. You'll just be seeing way out. You know what? I, I don't know if... I, okay, let me give you an idea of what I'm saying. Went to meet someone, and he was talking to me. You know, I was even sharing it in the car with, with um, Rolly's mom as we were coming to church. He was talking to me, right? And so he was saying that he, he's doing a business, and, you know, he wanted to buy some goods and all that, and then he was looking for 10,000. Do you understand? 10,000. That the entire thing was like... 40,000, right? But he needed like 10,000 that he did not have at the time, you know? And so he had to ask somebody to send him 10,000 for him to be able to add to what he already had to get the products. In my mind, I'm like, now I know this guy. Yes, and to be honest, heaven bears me witness, I didn't, I didn't imagine what he was talking about. So I said, what, what's going on here? You know, and this is, we needed something. So I'm like, what's going on here? 10,000 now, I don't understand. What's, I mean, 10K, what's, what's the problem here? Ah, it was after the second visit when we went to thank him for what he had done. That I realized that it was dollars he was talking about. It was dollars all the way. 10,000, 10,000. It was dollars all the way. You know why? Because suddenly, your mind will reduce things to things you can understand. Wow. Naturally. Naturally, once you hear thousand, because you, uh, if, if I've been playing on the dollar level and we're there, you understand? If I've been playing on the dollar level, I'll re, realize that they don't say it in full. They just say 10,000. Then you should figure out that it's dollars, not naira, it's hard currency. But because I'm not, I've, I've, I just reduced it to what, what are you talking about, you know? That's what happens many times. Huh? When you, when you hang around God, many times, you know what's going to happen? Over time, my mind upgraded to understand that, oh, when you say 10,000, it's not only Naira, they can count in 10,000. Mm-hmm. There's dollar too. Yes, sir. And there's pounds. Oh, wow. And there's euro. Yes, sir. So when you live in God's mind, you know what begins to happen? I call it upgrades. Consistent upgrades. And I'll show you. I'll show you before we finish. Consistent upgrades. You can't finish you know, having the mind of Christ and then you go out and say, Lord, today, you know, I'm getting ready, you know, to have a very, you know, I'm getting ready to have a very stressful day. No. 
No. A thousand times no. Turn to your neighbor, say, live in God's mind. Look, I know why I know why I'm taking this thing slowly like this, oh. Because very soon, <laughs> I'll be begging you to calm down. Live in God's mind. Live in his mind. Stay in that mind. Say this, I have the mind of Christ. Say it again. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Oh, say it out loud. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Do you know that? Hello, church. Do you know that only God could have thought it possible? Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Only God could have thought it possible eh, that a man who knew no sin would be made sin. That people who knew no righteousness would be made righteous. You cannot think it. See, let me say it again. Only God could have thought that a man who knew no sin, not by any sin of his, will be made righteous. Alright? Sorry, we made sin. Right? So that people who knew no righteousness, did no righteousness, acted no righteousness. Actually, the, the reverse has been the case. While we were yet sinners. So they've been acting a fool. But God was seeing gold. And then he still went like, only God can do that. Live in God's mind. So whilst everybody is looking at somebody who's a write-off, God is saying, ah, this one, I'm blessing her already. You know why? Last time I checked, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Yes, I can't show you that scripture. The Bible says, Peter, after he had caught, see, listen, Peter, great guy, wonderful guy, you understand what I'm saying? Great fisherman. Toyed all night long, couldn't catch anything. Then the master came. I said, cast your nets. And he did. The Bible says immediately, instantly, he caught a net-breaking load of fish. Put it, and then had to start calling people to come and help him. Then when he saw that net-breaking load of fish, the Bible says he knelt down and said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Which one came first? The blessing before repentance, or repentance before the blessing? Live in God's mind. He's the only one eh, that will say, even though everybody sees you as somebody that shouldn't be blessed, me, it is by blessing you I will show you that I can bless you to the point eh, where you will stop all these things and just follow me. Live in God's mind. I learned this year that God's limitations, in quotes, you know, He doesn't have any. God is not limited by the things that I'm limited by. So when you're talking, talk on your level. You know, say, with me, all things are not possible. But with God, all things are possible. But now, I am Him, and He's me. We are united, we are joined. So, with Him, all things are possible. And with me, all things are possible. We are one together. Oh, you did not hear me. I say we are one together. We are one together. I am him. He is me. All things are possible with me. I say live in God's mind. Shout it out like I live in God's mind. I can't hear you. I say it again. I live in God's mind. So the degree of joy that you experience is the degree to which you live, you reside, you tabernacle, you dwell in the mind of God. Let me tell you. You will see strange things in the mind of God. You will see God. See, it's only God. I am. Two things, and I will leave this place. It's only God there eh, that can buy a whole acre of... No, what am I saying, acre? 
that can buy the whole of Eden. Because I don't know how big, I've never measured. That can buy the whole of Eden. Huh? Build all that needs to be built inside. Eh? And then plant waters. You know those waters? It's not just ordinary fountain water. That you, some of you are thinking hose. And no, 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 no. I'm talking about like, you know, you know how you go to all these um, islands. You know, where you see um, Mauritius and all that. So, a whole island, like four of them, eh, is, is um, what, to water Eden for, for Adam. God buys four islands. And then, does all of that, then comes and gives Adam the key. Says, yours. Just take care of it. In the world where you live in, they tell you nothing goes for nothing. In the kingdom, everything goes on the weight of the finished work. I'm telling you. See, sir, if you don't understand what I'm saying, you'll be begging for peanuts. Peanuts, you'll be begging. Peanuts. I found out a long time ago that nothing is too good for me. I will thank you, sweetheart. I will thank you. But that humbility is gone. Sweetheart. <laughs> humbility is over. Sweetheart. Nothing is too good for me. If you buy me an island, oh, thank you. But let me tell you, the blood that purchased me is worth more than ten islands put together. Say amen. Lastly, if you live in God's mind, notice you will never hear God. You know, have you, how many of you have ever heard God, you know, rebuke the monkey for wasting banana? When you catch a monkey and domesticate them, that's when they begin to suffer. Have you noticed? Because you are busy. You are going out. You are coming back. You don't have time to feed the monkey. You don't have time. And then the thing is, is they, showed one, um, they showed one one lion in our zoo in Kaduna. If you see that lion there. Eh, how many of you saw that? How many of you saw it? That lion. <laughs> I think it's only, it's only us. When man catches anything. Have you, how many of you ever heard your cat? How many of you ever caught this, that, that brownish bird when you were smaller? What's it called? I don't, know, I don't know the English name. But you call it, you are trying to form two. See, they, they almost said it now. They say, mm, mm, I'm in blueprint. Mm. Say the name, something cuckoo. Sorry? Is that the English name? Ah, you poor bush. But have you, how many of you noticed that once you catch the bird and try to put it somewhere, it dies? After a couple of days. You know why? Because we are very terrible. You know, everything is scarce. Everything is scarce with man. Everything. Everything is scarce with man. But you never see God rebuke the monkey. Say, you wasted banana. You know, I, I, oh God, I shouldn't say this. I won't say it. I won't say it. But I have literally seen people say, in the name of, let's not waste food. Oh, if you, it's not good to waste food. Take what you can eat. But you see that I get that I must finish it because, because I've already taken it. He said, Paul broke. I, let me even say it. I have seen somebody eat two days old Gary because they didn't want to waste food. It's spoiled, sweetheart. It has stayed growing. It has stayed growing that thing. It has stayed growing. They had to warm it. And then I asked, I said, why, why, why are you doing this? He said, say, God does not like waste. Ah! 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 Your scarcity mindset is doing press up. He's doing press up. 
He's doing press up. Let me tell you, learn it today. God will never be angry with you for waste. Okay, I, 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 okay, this one's understood what I was saying. Why, you, but, but, hey, Pastor, why are you talking like this? Are you, are you, are you holier than God? I told you, live in his mind. Let me tell you what happened. So God was giving us, Jesus was giving us a story of a man who had gone. He told the father, say, give me my own portion. I'm going. Father said, okay. The Bible says that he divided his inheritance into two and gave him. And then he left. If you understand frivolous spending, you know it doesn't take long before he finishes. No, yeah. Some of you think one million is big money. Start spending it, you see. You can finish it. It's only to the degree of your need, or to the degree of your appetite, or to the degree of your wants. Do you understand? One million can be big to somebody, and the moment it comes to another person's hand, one million is like one naira. So this guy, and you understand the, the nature of ostentatious living, this guy was just chopping, 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 chopping. It didn't take long, he finished. The first thing that happened there was that when he came back, the father still had. No. In, within that short time, the father still had, had grown more. Yes, sir. Okay. There is the father. He, he split it into half. Oh. Yes. Good. Then when he now came back, the father now said, Ah, you are back, my son. Go and kill the fatted calf. Not only kill the fatted calf, the father now did something very interesting that human beings would call stupid. You know what he did? He put signet ring on his hand. You don't understand signet ring. Signet ring is that in one fell soup, this guy can sign something that clears the whole inheritance. You don't understand. Signet is that, this is my ring. Hmm? When you go out to shop, whenever you want to buy anything, and you put this ring on it, they are seeing me, they are not seeing you. I wish some of you, I wish some of you, I wish some of you would start spending like that. Let them see finished work. Let them not see you. Buy that car. Buy that land. <laughs> Glory to God. So, now, imagine the father will put signet ring on his hand and say, go. Chop up. Just imagine this guy goes now and says, you know what? You gave me half before. Now, I want to clear everything. First, he came back. The father had multiplied. Now, gave him signet ring. He wants to go and chop everything. You know why? Because the father knows that if everything goes, I'll create it again. So the father did not come and sit him down and say, you know, I want to rebuke you sharply for wasting my money within a short time. What kind of son are you? Ah, the guy was dancing, singing and rejoicing that his son is back. Because in the father's eye, you are more valuable than what you wasted. <laughs> I came to preach to you. <laughs> you, are, you are more valuable than that one million you wasted. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you are precious. You are pre- treasure, treasure, treasure. That's what you are. You are beating yourself. I wasted opportunity. I wasted opportunity. Shut up. You don't live in God's mind. That's why. If you live in God's mind, you recognize that Jesus died for a whole me. Then you talk about something I wasted. Opportunity is not the thing that God is looking for to give you. And Opportunity is not scarce. You see, it's because you don't live in God's mind. That's why you've been crying over that interview you didn't do well five years ago. You've been crying. It has defined your entire life. 
It's because you don't live in God's mind. If you telepathy, if you live in God's mind, you will hear that there is mercies are new. Every word. All I need is the new one for today. You understand? All the all the things I blew yesterday, I don't care. New mercies. The, mo- the moment I wake up, new mercies. Your waist is no more precious than you. Separate your waist from you. You are not a waist. It is your waist that is a waist. I'm on a cruise today. You are not the waist. There's a difference. Church, give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. This is who you are. So turn to your neighbor again and say, Live in God's mind. Live in God's mind. Now let's go to that scripture. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians 22. What? what Galatians what? 5.22. Uh-huh. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. I want to start with that word fruit. The word fruit... Equals profit. Write it down. The profit of the spirit. The gain. Another word for fruit is gain. Another word for fruit is results. The result of the spirit. Another word for fruit is benefits. Another word for fruit is products. So the fruit of the spirit. The profit of the spirit. The gain of the Spirit, the result of the Spirit, the benefit of the Spirit, the product of the Spirit is love. Fruit equals profit. Fruit equals gain, results, benefits, products. The fruit of the Spirit symbolizes this, that everywhere you see the Holy Spirit... He is magnifying what Christ has done. Whenever you see the Holy Spirit, the prophet that comes to you is that you will find him magnifying what Christ has done. So, the prophet of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, that's slide, slide five, slide, slide five. The fruit of the Spirit has to do with the fact that everywhere you see the Holy Spirit, He is magnifying what Christ has done. Let me put it like this. The Holy Spirit is not magnifying what you have done. The Holy Spirit is magnifying what Christ has done. The Holy Spirit is not God's condemnation to you. The Holy Spirit is not the police of heaven. And the Holy Spirit is not your conscience. He is the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Your conscience is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Your conscience is that part of you that tells you what you've done is right and what you've done is not right. The Holy Spirit tells you what Christ has done. So even when you've done something that is wrong, the Holy Spirit says, but look at what Christ has done. 
Do you know that there are a lot of people who don't remember what Christ has done because they remember all the things they've done wrong? The Holy Spirit is the magnifier. He, place a, he places a magnifying glass on what Christ has done. So, speaking about the fruit of the Spirit, we're saying that the prophet that comes to you is that everywhere you see the Holy Spirit, you see him magnifying what Christ has done. There's a scripture that says that by their fruits we shall know them. What does that mean? You will be identified by your fruits. You will be identified by your fruits. And guess what? This is no longer bad news. You know they say by your fruits we shall know them. And every time they say they are trying to use it to explain how bad you are by your fruits we shall know them. No. The fruit is the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The Holy Spirit is magnifying what Christ has done. Everyone who is hanging around the Holy Spirit by their fruits, we shall know them. That is, by the Holy Ghost. By, it's actually the Holy Ghost fruits. By the Holy Ghost fruits, we shall know you. So whenever we see you and we say, and you say that the Holy Ghost lives in you, the fruits that we will see is love. The fruit that we will see is joy. It's not to, by the fruits we shall know them, it's not to mark you and, you know, reveal you. <laughs> is to reveal Christ. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. By your fruit, you will be identified. You will be identified by your fruits. So let's go back to that scripture, Galatians 5 and verse 22. Are you enjoying this? Are you sure you're enjoying this? Awesome. The Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Then, comma, joy, comma, peace. Stop first. Whenever you see the Holy Spirit, He is magnifying what Christ has done, thereby bringing you into the revelation of God's love. It's the Spirit's love. It's God's love. It, the fruit of the Spirit is not your fruit. It's the Holy Spirit's, you understand? So, He is magnifying the love of God. So, whenever you see the love of God, the next thing that happens is joy. And out of joy comes peace. Hallelujah. Then from peace comes long suffering. Long suffering is not that you are suffering long. Long suffering, listen. Long suffering is not that you are suffering long. Long suffering is that because of what the love of God has produced the joy of God in your heart. That has produced the peace of God in your heart. Huh? These things is what scripture calls prosperity. Huh? And as you begin to prosper, people will start to cast stones on you. So you suffer long that people are talking about you. Hmm. You didn't hear me. <laughs> long suffering. You know some people say, I'm suffering for Christ. I'm suffering for Jesus. I'm suffering for Jesus. Uh, if you are suffering for Jesus, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you are suffering. He didn't send you. Hey, you guys know what I'm saying? This long suffering is long suffering that is called persecution. That is what people will say about you, what people will try to do to you, to corner you, to tackle you, to bring you down. But you can't come down because you are enjoying the love, the joy, and the peace of God. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not the, ah, I'm suffering. So you, you hear somebody say something like, I'm suffering long in this sickness. I'm suffering long. God has given me a long disease to suffer. No. You're on your own. 
The long-suffering is the kind of persecutions that you face because of your faith. Because of what you believe. You understand? People see you and they say, how, how is this guy prospering like this? How is he being blessed like this? What's going on? Then they start to say, ah, we know him. People don't prosper like that. He has used his mother. People don't prosper like that. You know, can't you remember? His brother, his brother did something. His brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. They start talking about you. You know what? God expects you to just keep, keep your focus straight. Let me tell you, as, so long as you're, you're succeeding and you're doing well, people will talk. In fact, if you're not doing well, they'll talk. Anyone, they'll talk. They'll talk. So just focus. Say amen. amen. So the fruit of the Spirit is love. And out of God's love comes joy. I want to emphasize this. Because joy, write this down, write this down. Joy is a product of God's love. Your joy is always in sync with how much of God's love you know. Joy is a product of God's love. Joy is a product of God's love. Joy is a product of God's love. The Greek word for joy is kara. The Greek word for joy is kara. And it means joy. It means delight. It means the source of joy. Alright? Another word for joy, this word joy, another word for joy is joy means to extend favor. Joy means to lean towards. Joy means to be favorably disposed. That's what joy means. So it says the fruit of the Spirit is first love, then joy, and I'm explaining what joy is. Joy is delight. Joy is that there is a source. Okay? Joy is to extend favor. Joy means to lean towards or to lean on something. Joy is to be favorably disposed. So what does that mean? The fruit of the Spirit is love, right? Because God loves you. Okay, the joy aspect is that you see that he is favorably disposed to giving you his goodness. That favorably disposed nature of God towards you is what produces joy from your heart. You didn't hear me. Joy, kara, means to extend favor to someone. Or to be favorably disposed towards someone. Let me give you an example. Okay? Let me give you an example. So, um, Nelson is in service today. And then, Nelson, I say, I want to give you, come Nelson. I say to Nelson, so the first thing I say to Nelson is, Nelson, I love you. Good. Now, I now say, I want to give you my car. So, this is my car. So, this favorable disposition towards Nelson, my favorable disposition towards Nelson to give him my car is what causes him to rejoice. Good. Now, imagine that I am God and he is my son. So, 
I didn't need anybody to beg me to give Jesus to him. I was favorably disposed to giving Jesus to him. That favorable disposition towards giving Jesus to him is his joy. The favor of God that brings God's solution, God's kinds of solution to you is what turns out to be your joy. Let me explain what I'm saying further. It is his joy to give you the person that will cause you to have joy. Let me put it like this. God is joyful to give you the instrument that produces your joy. So when he gave you Christ, when he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, you must understand that it all starts from the place of love. God's love made him joyful when he thought about giving you Christ. Now that must translate into your joy when you see that God has given you Christ. You start to rejoice. You know, the Bible says, if God did not withhold his son, but gave him to... Say, let me put it like this. Once I see Jesus... See, stand here, my son. Once I see Jesus like this, that has been given to me, I start to dance. I start to sing. I start to rejoice. You know why? Then I look and I say, what is a phone that he won't give me? See, side by side, phone, Jesus. Small thing. But guess what? You know, many of us can do it with phone. You know why? Because the last time I checked, you can hustle into iPhone or something. But then, when it comes to property, you say, ah, big, 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 big. When it comes to favorable job, ah, no, see, it doesn't matter the size. The size is not important. What is important is that it is material. In fact, even if it's not material, anything, once you place it side by side, it becomes this small. Yes, sir. Jesus eats. Mm-hmm. So when I see Jesus, is mine. Like this whole Jesus. He's so, and he looks like Jesus. <laughs> and he is Jesus. Because Christ is in him. Glory to God. Now, 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 when I look at him, and I say, ah, God give me Jesus. This whole Jesus. Odin the Jesus. God gave me Jesus. Ah, it's okay. That's where joy comes out from. From seeing that God has given me. Where's my phone? Because I'm using it. That God has given me his son. So, joy is the product of God's favorable disposition towards us. The kind, please sit, sit. God bless you. Let's give him a big hand. The kind that made him give us his son. So, joy is to extend favor, is to lean towards you. So, when God gave you his son, God leaned in your direction. Let me put it like this. When God gave you his son, Jesus, God leaned to serve you. You don't get it. Some of you are going to be gobsmacked at the idea that God is waiting on you. I'm not saying he's waiting for you. I'm saying he's waiting on you. That is, God is the chef with the towel. How may I help you today? Wow. Wow. Glory! Wow. Just say the word. Have you seen him like that? And you know he's a perfect gentleman. Yes, sir. 
All of you which down here. All of you all your, all your guys. Your gentlemen not rich. Eh, some people can say yes. Yes, sir. So, he puts it like that. And he's waiting on you. Just cast on your cares. Uh, you know, put it. What is 30 billion gang? <laughs> what, is, what is 30 billion gang? Put it on me. Put it on me. Some of you have budget. Some of you have budget. You are still looking for uncle to trade it on. Cast it. Cast it. Cast it. King. King. That's the problem. You are still looking for uncle. And then you are angry. My anger. How can, how can I have 15 uncles? How can I have 20, 20 uncles who are where to do? All of them. No, nobody, nobody is helping me. You are angry. And then suddenly you have become entitled. Let me tell you. My darling. Nobody's money is your money. News flash. But you have a, a waiter who has all the money that you need. The problem is that you are not seeing that he's waiting on you. He's not waiting for you. He's waiting on you. You know why we would have said he's waiting for you? He's waiting for you if you are not yet saved. But now, if you are not yet saved, he's waiting for you. But now that you are saved, he's waiting on you. You are now the object of his service. You're the focus of his service. All of his service is on you. All of his service. Do you understand what I'm saying? All of his service. Everything he lives and exists to do is on you. All of his service is on you. I didn't say he's waiting for you. He's waiting on you. That is... <laughs> we, you understand? How may I serve you today? How may, how, how may, how may I be of help today? He was like, use me, my daughter. Use me. Guess what? And it's not the perverted use me. I was waiting to get something back. Say, use me. And as you are drawing from me, I'm happy. And if you draw and waste it, I won't be angry. How good can it be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, see, let me tell you. You see, 2021 budget, cast it on the Lord. And that of 2022. And that of 2023. And that of 2024. Listen, let me tell you. All the dreams that you have as regards what you want to be in your entire life, put the bill on him. I dare you tonight. Put that bill on him. I dare you tonight. I dare you. Put the bill on him. Come back in 10 years and tell me it did not work. Put that bill on him. You want to go to school in the U.S., put the bill on him. Hmm? I'm telling you, put it on him. Your master's degree, put it on him. And what you need to run your family for a whole year, put it on the Lord. That empire, that, that, that vision you want to build, cast it. That's why you see the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. It is the joy that the Holy Spirit is expressing in knowing that He's at your service that now becomes your joy. Let me explain. I hate it when people are serving me food and they are angry. Keep your food. Why are you angry? I'm not going to eat. You're angry. You're, I, I, I beg you for food. So, it's a different thing when I come and say, um, Nelson, take this phone. You know it's a gift. But you know I've enjoyed him in the process. 
Because it will hit his face. Or he will dodge. Ah, what's going on here? <laughs> but guess what? When the Holy Spirit wants to gift to you, he does it with all gentleness. Sweetheart, take my phone. The Bible says when, he, when Jesus wanted to heal the leper, the Bible says he touched him. Made him feel human. Made him feel like a human being. He touched him and said, be clean. Say this after me. His joy is my joy. You know how delighted he is to see that I can serve you today. I can serve you today. I can serve you today. That's the source of my own joy. There is a father, there is a savior who is serving me. There's a king who loves to serve me. So joy is delight. Every time you see joy, think delight. Think, you know, you know, you are the source of God's joy. So now let him be the source of your own joy. So write this down. Joy there means, and these I'm sharing with you, is is all available, okay? I mean, you can do your concordance search and you'll find it. Joy means, this is what that joy in that scripture means. Joy means the awareness of God's grace. Write that down. Joy is the awareness of God's grace. Every time you are aware of God's grace, it produces joy as a response in your spirit. Alright? Joy is grace recognized. Write it down. Joy is grace recognized. Okay. Rejoice because of grace. So you recognize God's grace and then you rejoice. Rejoice because of grace. Joy is a product of the revelation of God's favorable disposition towards you. So now, we're going to ask that the people will schedule their joy. You know what that is? Have a schedule for your joy. A schedule when you see the grace of God and you start to rejoice by seeing that God is favorably disposed to blessing you. Put that on the screen. Your expression of joy should be the same way you schedule your food. Now, I know many people are bad at, at feeding. So do better with your joy than you do with your food. See, church, you know what I'm saying. What it means is that you can say, okay, for the next 30 minutes today, I'm going to intentionally focus on God's grace towards me, all right? And based on God's grace towards me, I'm going to start to rejoice. I'm going to intentionally sit down and, and you know, they, they, it's called worrying over a matter. I'm going to sit down and worry over the matter of God is gracious to me. 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 God, I'm worrying over it. I'm worrying over it. God is gracious to me. God is gracious to me. God is gracious to me. And I begin to worry like that. And I begin to dance. I begin to sing. I begin to rejoice. Let me show you some scriptures. I'm almost done. Did you enjoy this? Glory to God. First Thessalonians 1 and verse 6. First Thessalonians 1 and verse 6. It says, and you became followers of us because of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy 
of the Holy Ghost. You must understand that this joy is of the Holy Ghost. Joy is of the Holy Ghost. Say Amen. What I want to point out here is with the joy of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost living inside of you will naturally produce joy. Let me show you another scripture. Proverbs 17, 22. Quickly. Proverbs 17, 22. What did I say joy is? I said joy is a product of what? What did I say? Joy is a product of what? The revelation of the grace of God. Alright, let's read this together one to go. Church, can we read it together one to go? Uh-huh. Now, let me ask you a question. If it says a joyful heart is good medicine, I'm telling you in this service, right, that it's not just joyful heart because you got promoted, joyful heart because you got an increase in salary, joyful heart because you have a new boyfriend, joyful heart because your wedding date is now announced, joyful heart because he, 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 he what's the word now? He, he put a ring on the finger. He put a ring on the finger. You see, all of these very fleeting things cannot be the source of your joy. The Bible says, a merry heart does good like medicine. Another scripture, a joyful heart does good like medicine. What did we say is the product of your joy? The Holy Ghost, who reveals what? The grace of God to you. It is this grace of God. No, don't, don't put, I bought a house, I bought a car. If you, if you, if you, Postpone your joy to the day that you buy a car. The day the car becomes old, your joy stops. The source of your joy is the unchangeableness of the grace of God. Do you know that the day you bought a car, there is grace to give you another one the next morning? So why are you postdating it to car? You know that... (laughs) mind of God. Do you know that there are many people that the, the, the moment they buy a car, all the doors for another one shuts to the next five years. You know, we're talking some things today. The moment they bought one car, it is they cannot see again how God can give them through the next morning. You, you know, because the question, I just bought one. Do you understand? So, let, let's shut that. Let's do other things, Lord. But in the kingdom, God can have 10 cars to give you every day for 10 days. Don't shut down. ah. What I'm saying is that this grace does not stop because you bought a new car. So stop focusing on the new car. Focus on grace. It's the source of your joy. You got a new job. eh? You can get promoted in the next three months. So the job is not the source of your joy. His grace is. If you make it about the job, you will lose focus of His grace. It is that benevolence of God towards you that made you get the job or the car or the house in the first place. And like I said, the last time I checked, it doesn't change. If God showed you grace and gave you something today, do you think that tomorrow, when, when tomorrow comes, suddenly the grace is no more there? Why do you shut down? So a merry heart, a good heart, a joyful heart. Thank you for this. Thank you. God bless you. 
Thank you. A joyful heart is good medicine. What is the source of the joy? The graciousness of God towards me. Not seasonal things. I bought a new watch. I bought a, a car. I bought a, I bought a, I bought a. And then you drive the car for two months and realize that it is no longer satisfying. Two months and you're tired. But there's a joy that comes from the grace of God that never diminishes. Seasons come, seasons may go. You know, some people's joy. They bought a new car today. Huh? And as they were driving, somebody hit the car at the back. All of a sudden, all the joy has gone. The grace of God that gave me this can give me another. We fix our joy on the unchangeableness of God's grace. And not on the, you know, on the unstableness of the world that we live in. Say amen. amen. I'll show you one more scripture. Are you ready? Two more scriptures and then we'll be done. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 and verse 7. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 and verse 7. Are you ready to rejoice? Hey, are you ready to rejoice? Let me see you warm up for a bit. Give the Lord a shout. How many of you can see the grace of God towards you? His benevolence. His faithful love. Joy is, is a product of God's grace. Can I give you an assignment? Every day of this week, schedule your joy. Create, you see, that, I didn't say have devotion. I said schedule your joy. Have precious moments when you just behold on the grace of God and then start to dance, start to sing. Let me tell you, I told you, I announced to you, this thing is going to take you through the decades. I'm not joking here. I'm serious. It's going to take you through this decade. You think that for the world, you think coronavirus was the only thing that was going to hit the world? You better make up your mind that you're going to succeed in the world. Some of you are saying, ah, this 20 years, dry gone. Oh, dry gone. Oh, dry. Oh, dry. Oh, dry. Be dusty. Oh, dry. Oh, dry. In the same 2020, huh? Some people have been saying, oh, mom, this year, oh, I don't want another, I don't want another. <laughs> so, so you decide which part of the divide you want to be. Do you want to be on the old dry gone matter? Or do you want to be on, ah, you know what? Because the Bible says the pathway of the just is a shiny light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter until the perfect day. And the Bible never told us that God is going to check the calendar. January 1st, August 15th, doesn't matter. I'm blessed. Show me. I'm blessed. <laughs> Look at what the Lord is saying. He says, go, eat your bread with pleasure. Drink your wine with a cheerful heart. Let's read this last part together. For God has already accepted your works. So why... Why is he saying, go and do all of this? For is because. He says, go ahead and rejoice because God has accepted you. Did you hear what I said? Go ahead, sing, celebrate, rejoice. Why? God has accepted me. God has accepted me. I'm dancing, I'm singing. Why? 
I've seen the grace of God. God has accepted me. Don't base your joy on basic things that can fade tomorrow. I shocked myself this week. I got an alert that made me shocked. When I got it, I went. <laughs> there has been two times that I have done things that are crazy after getting money. I got one alert like this. You know, if, if 20k and 50k cannot make me dance now. I, said, I went outside. I said, no. Uh, uh. You, you, you were not, you were not, he was not there. I said, eh, 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 this is exactly what I was saying. Eh, 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 eh. You know when <laughs> you lose, you lose consciousness. You lose everything. And then the Spirit of God said, the Spirit of God said to me, I want you to do this every day. But now, not because you got a lot, but because you have me. Because you have me. Many of you are not rejoicing enough because the Lord is on your side. I, I, I know how I danced that day. I'm telling you, it was crazy. I, I, I even, eh, eh, I'm serious. Heaven bears me with me. I'm not lying. Eh, 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 eh. Then the Lord now said, do it. But with your eyes on me. Because what you're seeing is small compared to what I can yet do. I'm the source. You understand what I'm saying? I've gotten ridiculous money this year. But God is the source. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now, I schedule my joy. And I go into the room. I lock the door. I say, God, you are great. God, you are good. Oh, I see that you are gracious towards me. Lord, I see that you are on my side. Eh, 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 eh. And I begin, to, I begin to do crazy things. And then somebody will look at me and say, ah, but don't you know, lead pastor what? Lead pastor. <laughs> lead pastor what? Sometimes we do the packet before we arrive. You understand? Set yourself free. Nobody puts you in this bondage. Set yourself free. Lead pastor what? Who is lead pastor? You understand what I'm saying? Lead pastor what? Set yourself free. That's why they say pride goes before it falls. You have already packed it. Call the name. Relax. Sometimes. Set yourself at liberty. Eh! 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 Glory! 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 Hey! God! Glory! God! Hey! 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 God is pleased with me. God is pleased with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You schedule your joy. Do you understand? You put a time clock. It's time to rejoice. Then you take like five minutes. Then you look at all Jesus has done. Then you look at the finished work. Then you look at all his sacrifice. Then you... Hey! 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 Glory! 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 Antakabaya repate rate kubaya. Oh, glory to God. So, Bradiga Sabrahate. Mante Kabahaya. Haya. Retege Bahaya. Say this after me. My sins are forgiven. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. 
We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.